You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Wong hits it out to deep right. It is gone. It's a home run. He delivers on an 0-2 pitch. And Colton Wong gets the Cardinals on the board. His third of the season. And what a start for Colton Wong. That audio courtesy of Fox Sports Midwest. And Colton Wong making the case to be hitting a little higher in the lineup, in my opinion. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Moose Michaels. Be sure to grab our show on the brand new Himalaya podcasting app available in your app store. You can also uh, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else that you listen to your shows. Well, the game came down to the wire, but the Cardinals pulled out a victory. We're going to be taking a look at that game against the Buckos. In our first segment, the Cardinals have a day off tomorrow, but they finish up this short series with the Pirates on Wednesday before heading back home to St. Louis to play host to the Padres. In our second segment, what to do in left field. If you've watched any of these past five games, there's been a lot of issues that have stood out about the Cardinals in the early going, the very early going. None more pressing than the hot, plate of garbage that Marcelo Zuna has been dishing out to the fans in the team since day one. We'll be taking a look at that in our second segment. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's get rolling. It is Tuesday, April the 2nd, 2019, and yesterday, April Fool's Day. That's really kind of what a lot of Cardinals fans were feeling like from the get-go before St. Louis managed to squeak out a 6-5 win over the Pirates. Uh, In 11 innings, Adam Wainwright getting everything going, and boy, it couldn't have started out rougher for the guy. Walked three batters in the first inning alone. All three, uh, I believe all three of those guys ended up coming in to score. Uh, He ended up walking four overall, three strikeouts, four runs on four hits. All four of those runs earned his ERA, sitting at nine after four innings pitch. Brebbia came on in relief after that and uh, did very nicely, as did Leon. Both of them uh, combining for two and two-thirds of an inning. Before uh, Miller came in, he pitched no innings. <laughs> he gave it one walk and they pulled him. Myers, uh, an inning and a third, one run on one hit, and that earned his run. Or that, that earned his run. That run was earned. Jordan Hicks came in, and that slider was absolutely filthy. Two innings pitched, no hits, no runs, two strikeouts. He only walked one guy, Gant coming on for the save uh, in the 11th inning. So, Wainwright, what to do with Wainwright, the fifth starter? God, isn't it weird to say out loud? Hey, Adam Wainwright's your fifth starter. Adam Wainwright is the guy that we don't know that we can count on anymore. I will say this, after the first inning, Wainwright did seem to find his legs a little bit. They still had to jerk him in the fourth, but he did calm down quite a bit, which you can't really complain about once that gets going. Anything you get out of Adam Wainwright at this moment that's good, you got to soak it in. And I'm telling fans right now, soak this in. Soak this in with Wainwright. Soak it in with Yachty. This isn't going to last forever. This 
very well could be Wainwright's last year in a Cardinals uniform. It could be Wainwright's last year, period. And we'll never know exactly how brilliant his career could have been. But, uh, he had all kinds of injuries, especially uh, over the last nine years. So we don't really know how good of a pitcher he could have been. He was an, an amazing Cardinals pitcher, an amazing Cardinals pitcher, but we just don't know how good he could have been. Yanni, um, Yanni getting off to a slow start on the season, too. Now, I don't think he's going to hang up the cleats at the end of the season or anything, but currently only batting 0-50. He went 0-5 for 5, uh, in this uh, in this outing and amazingly played third base as um, the game went into extra innings. Goldschmidt uh, 0 for 4, had a couple of walks, so a couple of more strikeouts. Did pick up an RBI. His uh, average on the season now sitting at 300. His OPS at 1.317. Carpenter also putting up a big 0 for. He went 0 for 5. He's 190 on the season right now. DeYoung at 227. Uh, he went 1 for 5, but had a couple of runs, a couple of strikeouts. Got left on base five different times. But then uh, the guy we're going to be talking about in our next segment, Marcelo Zuna, 0 for 4. And it's not so much what he's doing at the plate, it's what he's doing in the field. And again, we'll get into this a little bit more, but I think there's a case to be made that you got to start platooning Tyler O'Neill and Jose Martinez in left and benching Ozuna because he's absolutely costing you games at this point with his defense. It is absolutely horrendous. Colton Wong, as we heard at the uh, top of the show, hitting his third home run. It was in the seventh inning off Rodriguez. And uh, Colton Wong, I believe, is got to be the player of the week, right? I mean, this guy is making a case that higher in the lineup. And Goldschmidt, I believe, should be your number three hitter. Right now, give Colton Wong a chance. Have Carpenter lead off, Wong in the second spot, Goldschmidt third, Martinez uh, batting cleanup, DeYoung fifth. And then you can put uh, Molina 6, Bader 7th, Fowler 8th, right? I believe that lineup is worth experimenting with. But you got to get Ozuna out of it. He's not even doing so much for you at the plate. Yeah, he's, he's hitting the ball and everything, but he's what? He's batting 238 right now. He's not really drawing any walks. And if this guy watches any more pitches go straight down the chute and doesn't swing at him, but then swings at just the dumbest garbage, on the outside of the strike zone, take him out. He is not doing you any favors whatsoever. As we mentioned before, the Pirates did score three in the first, another one in the third before the uh, Cardinals came back with three of their own in the seventh and then tied it up in the eighth. Pirates pulled ahead in the bottom of the eighth before the uh, Cardinals tied it up again in the ninth, and then it went two more innings before the Cardinals, uh, well, they didn't walk it off, but they scored the winning run in the 11th inning before shutting down the Pirates uh, that far. Now, this game, there's something to be said about this. We talked yesterday about how the games against the Brewers, you can't give those up. You can't afford to get into a hole against the Brewers. These head-to-head games against your division rivals are so important. They are so important. Okay. Games like this against the Pirates, who admittedly aren't really a bad team, but they're not going to be, they're not the best team in the Central. They're not going to be winning the Central. They're probably not even going to be contending for a wild card this year, Chris Archer or not. Okay. When things are this close with that team, 
you got to start looking at your lineup, like we were talking about with those Zuna. You got to start talking about moving guys like Colton Wong up higher in the batting order, putting Goldschmidt in a spot where he can better benefit the team batting third instead of second. Before you had a guy like Wong who's currently in the middle of a hot streak, sure, bet Goldschmidt second. You don't get a guy on there. He's not seeing anything, and as hot as Colton Wong is, you put him in that two spot, Goldschmidt's going to see some more pitches. And it's going to have an effect on down the lineup, too. It's going to see pitches from Martinez or, admittedly, Ozuna if they keep leaving him in the cleanup spot. You're going to see more pitches for DeYoung in that way. you got to put your best team out on the field because this isn't working. This is also the time of year when pitchers should be owning batters. The strikeouts are concerning. You don't like to see your guys strike out that much. But it's part of the game early on. Batters haven't had time to tune their swing all the way to maximum. They're still getting used to uh, a lot of these pitchers that they're seeing in real game scenarios, right? But the fact that the Cardinals pitchers haven't seemed to figure that out, especially the starting rotation, is a little bit concerning as well. That being said, it is only five games in. The Cardinals currently two and three on the season. And to give you a little bit of hope, let's go back to 2010. The Cardinals' record in the first four games since 2010. 2010, 3 and 1. 2011, World Series year, 1 and 3. 3 and 1 in 12, 1 and 3 in 13. Another World Series year. They didn't win it. 2 and 2 in 14 and 15. 1 and 3 in 16 and 17. 2 and 2 in 18. 1 and 3 this year. So are we overreacting a little bit? Probably. But as much hype has been put on that 2019 matters, it's really frustrating to see this team doing what it's doing. You know, you want to see this team go out. Goldschmidt's doing what he does. Is he going to strike out a lot? Sure. That's what big slugging first basemen do. We've been fortunate enough to have him, and he has a pretty high batting average for the most part. But the rest of the lineup, Schilt needs to find a better way to construct this lineup. Ozuna is going to be walking at the end of the year. If his current Playing ability is, is what it is. No, they're not going to give him an extension. Not unless it's for literally pennies on the dollar. You got to take Ozuna out. You got to put in Martinez. Because if you're worried about the bad defense, at least get Martinez's bat in there, right? And he might do better out and left than he did in right. At any rate, it's going to be a little bit more valuable to you because the bat's better. Put Tyler O'Neill out there. See what he can do. Or maybe move Fowler over to left, see if he's a little bit better out there, right? Fact is, they've got to do something. Get thoughts? Want to let us know what you think at LockedOnSTL on Twitter. Be sure to download the show on the brand new Himalaya podcasting app, Curated Playlist. Amazing UI time listening to my podcast. You should too. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Coming up next, talking about Marcel Ozuna a little bit more. It's our second segment on the way right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are Locked On Cardinals, your team every day. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to stamp up to the plate, you got to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball, when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, 
they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Now, listen, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping and handling. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. That promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wherever you're listening to brand new Himalaya app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we sure do appreciate you being here. One of the guys I follow on Twitter at Will, or excuse me, at W Atkinson7, Will Atkinson, uh, last night put up a great poll. The dead guy in Weekend at Bernie's. Better arm than Ozuna? Yes. That's how I voted. Yes. <laughs> Ozuna is uh, is a little bit interesting this year. You know, you you wanted this guy to come in. You wanted him to be that big bat when you acquired him uh, before the 2018 season from the Marlins. Of course, if you had some patience, you would have wound up with Yellick, but that's all another discussion altogether. With Ozuna, that's what you wanted. Now that you got Goldschmidt, you can put Ozuna down in the fourth spot. Well, that's where he was last year, too. And you're still hoping for that big bat, the big slugging bat, the guy that can knock in everybody else. Problem is, when John Mazaliak traded for Ozuna, what you ended up getting was a guy with a hurt shoulder, and Mo knew the shoulder was hurt, knew it was going to sap some power, knew that it was going to prevent him from having that 37 home run season again that he had in Miami. Mazaliak knew these things. He knew that he was not 100%. Flash forward, let's go past that season. Let's go into this offseason. Mazaliak again said he had some concerns about whether or not Ozuna was properly preparing for the season, whether or not that shoulder was going to be in shape. Clearly, it's not because the throws are weak. They're off. And not only that, the guy might as well just run around with his blindfold on his face when he's trying to get the balls because he doesn't. Let's get him a card out there. Let's get him a seeing eye dog. Let's get him something that is going to help him get to that baseball and get some outs because he's costing this team runs. Some of the runs that the Brewers scored, some of the runs that the Pirates scored, you can squarely put on Ozuna's shoulders for not being able to get to that ball. Yeah, I said it. You got to bench the guy. So what options do you have? There's a single trade deadline. It's way too early to be talking about that. We don't know who's available. And even if we do know who's available, we don't know what it's going to cost to get them. So you got to look internally. At the moment, what do we have that is better than Marcelo Zuna? The answer is quite a bit. Namely, Jose Martinez. One of the best hitters on the team last year. Still a monster at the plate. But we got to sit him on the bench. He's a pinch hitter. He's the guy, the dreaming of the day the National League ends up having a DH. Mm-hmm. That's true. Fun fact about Jose Martinez. You got him for a year longer than you got uh, Ozuna. Another fun fact about uh, Martinez. The defense is about the same. How in the world Ozuna got a gold glove in Miami is beyond me. 
outside of the fact that he didn't have to catch nothing because Christian Yellick was running over there catching everything for him, and they decided to give him a gold glove just to be nice. I'm telling you, if you put Martinez in left field over Ozuna, you're going to have the same kind of defense. Yeah, you're going to cause some runs, but at least the bat's going to play and help you get those runs back. Ozuna is, I like Ozuna. I like the personality, you know, the, the, the big bear. I, I like what he brings to the table person. He's fun. He's a fun guy. He's costing you runs in the field, though. He might be this year's version of Dexter Fowler, except this year's version can probably actually hit. Ozuna will get hits. He will uh, help you out from time to time. Fowler's another discussion. He's walking, though. He is getting on base, and that's what they want him to do. The other option outside of Jose Martinez, Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill is a bit of a quandary. Picking him up from uh, the Mariners in that uh, trade. Uh, who was that? Mike Leak was in the Mike Leak trade, I believe. And his whole thing is the dude's got arms that are very reminiscent of Mark McGuire. The guy can hit a ball a mile. His one issue is, is he's too talented right now for AAA, but he doesn't get enough playing time at the major league level. So why not give him that playing time? Why not stick him in left field? If you got a platoon of Martinez and O'Neill in left field, if the offense is covered and the defense probably going to be too shabby either, at least compared to what Ozuna's been doing. Either you got a guy that at least will get close to the ball that when it drops, even if he doesn't catch, he's going to be on it and can probably throw it further than Ozuna or you got Ozuna, who's basically trying to run like Optimus Prime, tripping on every tree that he can out there. Newsflash, there ain't no trees in left field. Trying to get to this ball before Bader or whoever else finally gets there. It is frustrating beyond belief. Ozuna has to be benched. What do you think? Tweet us at LockedOnSTL. Uh, I got to wrap the show up, guys. Yeah, I know. It's Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Again, you can catch us on the uh, brand new Himalaya podcasting app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know what to do, right? Just check us out. Be sure to uh, listen, subscribe, rate, review. Those really, really help us out a lot. Okay? Rate and review us. I'm getting out of here. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Again, the Cardinals have the day off. So uh, we'll just kind of take a look at the upcoming schedule and the home opener and what to expect from the Padres, as well as his uh, last game in the short series against the Pirates. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.